This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis, your host. Today we're going to be talking about Revelation. I'm not going to be talking about the book of Revelation, but I want to talk about the action or the work of Revelation. First, let's define it. The English word revelation might be defined as the act of revealing or disclosing, especially a dynamic disclosure of something not previously known or realized. From the New Testament, we have the Greek word apocalypsis. It's been translated with the English word revelation and may be defined as an uncovering, a communication from God to people or an individual. Revelation is wonderful and needed because God, in a sense, has hidden himself. Isaiah 45, 15 says, Truly you are God who hides himself, O God and Savior of Israel. There are several psalms that talk about God hiding himself, and I've just chosen one of them. Psalm 13, 1, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? In most cases, we don't experience God with our five senses. God is spirit and desires us to know him and worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, don't get me wrong. God has not left himself without a witness to people, to the world, including us believers. Romans one twenty says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. Or how about Hebrews 1, 1 through 1-3? It says, In the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. End of quote. We have creation, and we also have the testimony of Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection. God, who became a man, lived and taught us how to interact with God, spiritually God the Father. Then we have the whole Bible. This is a powerful testimony and open to anyone who is willing to read it. Just a quick side note. Satan knows the power of the Word of God. Hebrews 4.12 For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Satan understands this powerful work of God through the Word of God, and he works hard to make sure it's unavailable in several different ways. For example, illiteracy, not in a specific language, which are few and far between, because the Bible's been translated into uh, probably a majority of the languages unavailable due to poverty, and making it illegal in a country. Can you imagine the dead giveaway making the Bible illegal? 
It is obvious that leaders, dictators, evil people like this are so self-absorbed and would do this only for control of people. To us in affluent Western societies, it's hard to imagine that the Bible could be illegal. But take a second and realize that the Bible is revelation of God. Are you interested to know God? Do you say, I love God? Check out the Bible. God is revealing himself in the words of the Bible. I'm saying check out the Bible, right? But I remember quite a few years ago, uh, before I was born again, I used to read the Bible. The Bible was super hard for me to read, and I didn't really understand it. It didn't seem to penetrate my thinking. It was only like a surface meaning, and I couldn't remember it over a length of time. Also, why do many young Christians or Christians with little interest in the ways of God have such a hard time understanding the Bible? Well, I've got an answer for you. It's because the Bible is a spiritual book, and it's understood through the revealing, through the revelation of the Holy Spirit. I like to read 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6-16. through 16. I want to examine the origin and purpose of revelation in the New Testament through this verse. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to the Corinthian believers. Chapter 2, we'll start in verse 6. And I'm going to stop as I go through here and uh, just comment on some of these verses because there's so much in here. Okay, verse 6. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. So let's talk about that. So Paul is speaking a message of wisdom, the message of God, which is really the gospel. And it's among the mature, those who can hear it. And then we have the wisdom of this age and of the rulers of this age. So we're talking about worldly wisdom. We're talking about worldly rulers. And we're really talking about Satan, his fallen angels, and demons, and also those who are are following after him. But the wisdom of this world is different than the wisdom of God. The wisdom of this world tells us, hey, love money, be selfish. Uh, get power and control for yourself, or get a position where people will serve you. And this is the opposite of God. God wants us to love Him first and to be a servant to people. Verse 7, no, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and that God has destined for our glory before time began. So in verse 7, Paul is telling us that he is declaring God's wisdom, a mystery, something that has been hidden that needs to be uncovered, revealed, revelation. And God destined this for our glory, for this time that we live in. Verse 8, none of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. That's Jesus. So the rulers, Satan and all of his cohorts, did not understand that crucifying Christ was actually what God had planned to happen. They wouldn't have done it by their worldly wisdom, by their evil wisdom. They thought they were winning when they were actually losing. Verse 9, however, as it is written, 
what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. So we go back to the five senses here. We're pretty close. Uh, What no eye has seen, what no person has heard, what no human mind has conceived, these things that God has prepared for us is a mystery. And then we go to verse 10. These are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. So here we have it, verse 10 and 11. God reveals to us by His Spirit. That's how we understand the Word of God. That's how we understand the things of God. When Jesus, through His Spirit, reveals to us what God is trying to tell us. Verse 12, What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spiritual taught words. There you have it. In plain language, God is going to teach us by His Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit is going to speak to our spirit. He is going to teach us as we read through the Bible, as we hear sermons. He is going to teach us by His Spirit what that means. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. That's verse 14. The Spirit is the one who teaches us. The people who do not have the Spirit consider the spiritual words foolishness, and they do not understand them. Thankfully, in verse 16, Paul tells us, we have the mind of Christ, and God is giving us revelation through His Spirit who lives inside of us. So, I'm trying to say that God has left us with a witness through creation, through Jesus, through the Bible. But, He is hidden. He's currently in like shadows. If you desire to know more about God, then you need revelation from the Holy Spirit. As you read the Bible, ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, reveal to me what you're trying to say to me. As a young Christian, I heard this saying a lot, and honestly, I didn't like it. The saying was, there is a price to pay. If you want to know God and His ways and become an adequate or even a powerful witness, there is a price to pay. In the book of Revelation, chapter 3, Jesus is warning the lukewarm church of Philadelphia to buy him gold refined in fire and white clothes to cover sin. Gold is expensive. It's hard to get. Refined by fire means that we are to stand faithful under trial. Why didn't I like that saying? For two reasons. One, I didn't really understand it. I didn't know exactly what they meant. And two, I was lazy. I wanted the spiritual relationship with God to fall into my lap. But 
As time went on, I wanted to know God more, so love prompted me. I wanted to become a mature Christian because I had seen many people who weren't, weren't, they're not maturing in Christ. I wanted to be pleasing to my Heavenly Father, and I know that's your heart too. We want to live a life that is worthy of the sacrifice given to us for salvation. I've seen many elderly people, babes in Christ. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to relax and sit back on my laurels. And to be honest with you, as we are in these tough times, as this nation uh, before us is crumbling, and we see prophecy being fulfilled, and the chances of the Antichrist coming closer and closer, it would behoove us to not relax. Jesus talked a lot about this. Those who overcome will understand. Those who overcome will be saved. And that's who we are. We're not the Church of Philadelphia. We're going to get up. We're going to buy that gold refined by fire. We're going to put on white clothing, which is the righteousness of God. But there is a price. We have to do something. We just can't sit back. So, in two words, I want to say this is paying the price. Loving obedience. Obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Obedience to the commands of God. Not because of demand or command, but because of love. As we get to know the Lord, we fall in love with Him, and love prompts us to come closer to Him. Love prompts us to be obedient, even in times of stress. There's a process. First, we must read the Bible, study it. I know I say that a lot, but it's true. We read the Bible. It's a revelation of God, and we study it. We ask the Holy Spirit to show us what He means by certain passages. Why? Because we can learn a ton about God as we read the Bible. We can learn about Jesus. We can learn about the Holy Spirit. It is His favorite lesson plan. So, if you want to learn about the Lord, read the Bible. Study it. Next, we need interaction with God. And one of the main ways is prayer. And we call that like a quiet time. Jesus taught us to go into a quiet place and pray to God. Matthew 6, 6, Jesus is speaking and he says, But when you pray, go into your most private room and closing the door, pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. I believe that reward is intimacy with him. Also, this prayer time can be great to learn to hear spiritually the Holy Spirit, discern His voice. I think it takes practice, takes time. I mean, I've been in the Lord for a long time, and I'm still learning, but I want to hear His voice. So, there needs to be a quiet time. Turn off all the media. Turn off all the distractions. Stop all the distractions. Maybe uh, you have to get up early or coordinate with your family, spouses, maybe the kids have to be taken by one of the spouse for the other person's quiet time and vice versa. And of course, family time is super important, but personal time is more important. Be consistent. So important. Be consistent. 
If you have to start with a very short time, start with a short time and let it grow. Lastly, we want to make time for personal and corporate worship. I'm not talking about watching uh, YouTube videos of church on Sunday. I'm talking about being on site, joining with other believers. Hebrews 10.25 commands us to gather together. And there are several purposes behind this. One of them is corporate worship, and that corporate worship just draws the presence of God. And fellowship, we encourage one another. When we go to church, and and uh, you know, I'm hoping you can find a good church, but when we go to church, then we uh, mingle with each other, we talk with each other, and we encourage each other, and we are encouraged. Live stream will not suffice. You know, this is the first time uh, that I know of in history, and there might be another plague way back uh, when, when you couldn't uh, go to church, but I I haven't been able to find anything on that. But today, in the last 100 years, there's never been such a thing as where governments all over the world told you you can't go to church against one of God's commands. I want you I want you to uh, be encouraged that we need to meet together on site. Satan knows that this gathering together of the saints is very important for encouraging each other in the faith. There are many other ways that God uh, brings revelation. Let me just mention a few. I'll address them in another podcast at another time. But Acts 2, 17 through 18 says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. Also, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul talks about the gifts or manifestations of the Holy Spirit. These are the ways the Holy Spirit works. And that's a really good read, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. These gifts have been uh, categorized into three sections. Uh, one is utterance, the other one is gift of revelation, and the third one is gifts of power. I want to only briefly mention these revelatory gifts. One, the word of knowledge. The other, the word of wisdom. There's a lot of information that we could talk about, but these two gifts are what they call gifts of revelation, where God is uncovering, he is unveiling something that he wants known. We have prophecy, dreams, visions, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, the Holy Spirit speaking to our heart, which I think is the main way. It's very possible that you have experienced one of these in your life, and you know it, and you understand. God is gracious. He desires to reveal himself. I believe that is his whole point. He wants to reveal himself. If you look at the history of Israel, God was always trying to reveal himself to the nations around Israel through Israel's witness. Today, God is speaking He is bringing revelation, and there's revelation being opened up in the Bible through the Spirit. But are we listening? This has been the Clean Soul Podcast with Dennis Curtis. 
If you have questions or comments, feel free to visit me at thecleansoul.org.